You're listening to a Roddenberry Podcast. Today is Friday, March 12th, 2021, and this is your daily Star Trek news from the Roddenberry Podcast Network. On today's show, the Nacelle Company announces a new docu-series called The Center Seat, 55 Years of Star Trek, and it's coming to the History Channel. Sigourney Weaver still holds out hope for a Galaxy Quest revival, and I've got the answer to Tuesday's trivia question. I'm Allison Pitt, and today's show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Get 10% off your first month of counseling at betterhelp.com forward slash DSTN. First up, a new docu-series about Star Trek is coming to the History Channel. An exclusive report from Deadline announced the news from growing production house The Nacelle Company. The Nacelle Company, who previously produced the Netflix series The Toys That Made Us and Down to Earth with Zac Efron, are creating an eight-episode limited documentary series called The Center Seat, 55 Years of Star Trek. According to Deadline, the series, which will air on the History Channel, will offer Trekkies a behind-the-scenes look at pivotal moments in the franchise's history, from its inception at Lucille Ball's production company Desilu, through recent film and television adaptations. The Nacelle Company's founder and CEO, Brian Volk Weiss, said of the series, Star Trek, from before I was 10 years old, gave me the closest thing I have to a code to follow in my life. To say this is a passion project would be a tremendous understatement. Now, if the company's name sounds familiar to you, it should. Last month, we told you about their new podcast slate, one of which will be Who Do You Think You Are with Gates McFadden. Incidentally, McFadden is one of the executive producers of the new Center Seat docuseries, along with Cisco Henson and fellow Star Trek alum Mark Altman. Ian Romaine is set for showrunner. The deadline piece failed to indicate a release date for the new series, but it did say that it would be timed to coincide with the franchise's 55th anniversary, which will fall this coming September 8th. Next up, a bit of a fun story for the weekend for you. With all of the fantastic Star Trek films out there, there is one that has stood the test of time, continually shining above the rest as a fan favorite. Obviously, that film is Galaxy Quest. (laughs) In a recent interview with Collider, Sigourney Weaver, who played Gwen DeMarco, a.k.a. Lieutenant Tawny Madison, in the film, said that a revival of some kind is still a possibility. Whether or not that revival would be as a series or as a feature film, however, remains unclear. Back in 2015, Amazon Studios was planning to bring Galaxy Quest back as a series, but those plans were shelved after the tragic passing of co-star Alan Rickman in January of 2016. This past January, the film's star Tim Allen said that rebooting Galaxy Quest is frequently talked about, but is currently in a holding pattern. Now, Weaver's comments weren't any more definitive, but the actor does seem convinced that a potential reboot would take place as a series. We lost the wonderful Alan Rickman unexpectedly, so that was put in mothballs, Weaver said of the planned series, adding, but I think they're finally now reviving it. According to Weaver, a rebooted series would feature the original cast being brought into the series with another young cast, 
While Weaver admittedly doesn't know all the details, she said filming Galaxy Quest was a wonderful experience and believes the rest of the cast would be happy to participate in a revival, though she isn't sure when that might happen. Calling the late Alan Rickman irreplaceable eternally, Weaver said, How they will find someone to play Alan's part, don't know. But I think that they have a very good idea of who to do it. And that's all we know at the moment. But we'll be sure to bring you the news of any developments when and if they do happen. And in the meantime, if you're in the mood for some officially licensed Galaxy Quest merchandise, you might also want to check out our exclusive announcement from earlier this week with new Galaxy Quest t-shirts and giftware from Geek Destination Superstore, Forbidden Planet. Now, I've got the answer to Tuesday's trivia here in just a moment, but first, a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. BetterHelp is an online counseling service that matches you with a licensed professional therapist, someone who you can connect to in a way that suits you. Here's how it works. When you sign up for BetterHelp, you'll fill out a questionnaire that helps them match you with someone who specializes in providing the care you need. Depression and anxiety, relationships, and anger issues are just some of the things that they can help you with. And of course, anything you share with your counselor is confidential. And it's convenient, too. When I joined BetterHelp, I joined on the web, but I downloaded their app, too, so I can message my counselor when it works for me. You can start living a happier life today. And as a Daily Star Trek news listener, you can get 10% off your first month of BetterHelp by visiting betterhelp.com forward slash DSTN. And that's help, H-E-L-P. Join over a million people who have taken charge of their mental health by visiting betterhelp.com forward slash DSTN. That's H-E-L-P, betterhelp.com forward slash DSTN. And a big thanks to BetterHelp for sponsoring today's show. And now it's the answer to this week's Trek trivia. On Tuesday, I asked you, in Star Trek The Motion Picture, Feeger, in its quest to learn all that is learnable, ended up being a huge vessel whose limits reached far beyond the size of the original Voyager space probe. But how big was it? And why is its size controversial in the discussion of Star Trek canon? The answer? Well, it's a little convoluted, and the breakdown comes to us via Memory Alpha, the Star Trek wiki. According to Memory Alpha, in the original theatrical release of the motion picture, Feature's energy cloud was measured as 82 AU in diameter, and 1 AU would be the distance between the Earth and our Sun. Needless to say, 82 AU is pretty big. According to NASA, Pluto, which is still the ninth planet as far as I'm concerned, is around 40 AU from the sun, which would make V'ger's energy cloud bigger than the planetary reaches of our solar system. However, in the director's edition DVD of the film through a clever audio trick, they shortened the size of the cloud to just 2 AU, which would make the cloud roughly the size of Earth's orbit. Memory Alpha points out that additional dialogue has established that both measurements could be correct by saying that V'ger's cloud dissipated as it entered our solar system, which sounds a bit convenient to me. Now, the size of the actual V'ger vessel is also a little unclear based on different references throughout the film and official novel adaptation. 
If that's the kind of thing that interests you, I can highly recommend the V'ger page on Memory Alpha for all of those machinations. The more I learn about Star Trek The Motion Picture, the more fascinating it gets. And you can tune in for more Trek trivia next Tuesday. Well, that's it for today's daily Star Trek news from the Roddenberry Podcast Network. Don't forget to check out the other great shows on the network at podcasts.roddenberry.com. Daily Star Trek News is produced by me, Allison Pitt, with selected stories by Chris Peterson. Today's show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Get 10% off your first month of counseling at betterhelp.com forward slash DSTN. Finally, please make sure that you're signed up for the Daily Star Trek newsletter at dailystartreknews.com forward slash contact. Get all the day's Star Trek news delivered straight to your inbox every weekday morning. I'm back on Monday with more of the Star Trek news you need to know. I'm Alison Pitt. Have a wonderful weekend and live long and prosper. This is a Roddenberry podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.roddenberry.com.